0: The book of Ephesians starts with outlining God's desire and Paul's desire that we would live lives that are blessed. And we talk about being blessed all the time in our society, don't we? God bless this food or God bless you. But I fear sometimes that we've used the word so often that we have emptied it of its power. Because the word blessing, when we understand it, and when we speak it, and when we receive it, has the power to meet the deepest longings and yearnings in our soul. So Ephesians chapter 1, and I'm going to be pointing out three things starting at verse 15, but before we get to verse 15, I want you to look at verse 3. Ephesians 1 verse 3, it says this, blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. And Paul is establishing here the theme for the letter. It's all about blessing. And you'll see in that one verse, as he starts, the word blessing is used three times. And each time it is used in the original text, it means something different. And we put these three ideas together and we can start to comprehend what it means to be blessed. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That first word blessed there has this ring of of worship, of, of adoration. The second blessed, Jesus Christ who has blessed us with everything has this, this ring of invitation, this meaning of, a, of, of an invocation. it's offering something to us and then this final bless, blessed is the God of the Father who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. this, this spiritual blessing speaks to a matter of, of, of bounty of of abundance. And, and so what Paul is saying is that when we are transacting blessing, we are entering into a relationship of love and adoration, where we are constantly inviting the other person to receive the blessing and the bounty of heaven. God bless this food. God bless you. We, we, we use it so simply... But there is great power in this understanding of blessing. In the context of a love relationship, we are invited to receive everything that heaven has. That's a blessing. And the reality is there is not a single person in this room or in this world who does not need the blessing of God in their life to be complete. As we start looking through this, we'll see that blessing speaks to three fundamental needs in our life. The first one is significance. All of us have a need to be significant. A couple of weeks ago when we were in England on our trip... We went on this uh, day trip to London, and we got the uh, open-top bus around, and uh, our ticket came with this little river cruise down the River Thames. And it was nice and noisy and smoggy and all that kind of stuff, and our tour guide was trying to be uh, as humorous as he could and pointing out all these attractions. And I was trying to gauge whether people were enjoying the, the little ride or not, and some were, some weren't. Occasionally, people stand up and take a picture, that kind of stuff. Then, just as we get into the end of our boat ride by uh, the Tower of London and by Tower Bridge, you picture Tower Bridge? The tour guide comes on, and he says, um, something unusual for you to see today. This, this never happens. We're like, oh, what's going on? He says, if you look closely enough, you will see they've actually closed the bridge down. And the reason they've closed the bridge down is because someone has t- climbed up to the top of Tower Bridge... And no one knows what he's going to do. All of a sudden, everybody stands up, pulls out their camera, and starts taking pictures of this man. Now, it doesn't particularly reflect well on humanity that we're more interested in seeing what this man's going to do than all the history around us. But it wasn't lost on me that in this moment, what was happening with a person was much more significant than what's happening around us, right? All of us have a need for significance, and some people go to crazy lengths to try and get some significance. Paul says you don't have to climb to the top of Tower Bridge to try and find some significance. You can receive some significance within the blessings of God. Listen to what he says, verse 15. This is why... And what he's referring to there is our standing in Christ, that we are loved, that we are chosen, um, that we are adopted, that we are forgiven, that we are graced. This is why, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. The first thing that he says is, I've heard about you. I've heard about you. Not just have I heard about you, I've heard something good about you. I've heard about your faith in God and your love for others. What he's saying is I've heard about your faith and I've heard about your faithfulness. And as you have faith and as you are faithful, that's building in you a reputation that reminds me that you are a significant person. He says, I've heard about you. I've, I've heard of you. I, I know who you are. I've heard of your reputation that reflects your character and that reflects your faith. When someone has heard of us in a positive life light, it makes us feel significant, right? It's not that we're not significant without that, but, but it affirms it. He said, I've heard of your faith and your faithfulness. It's worth pointing out that there's a difference between the two, right? There's a lot of people who have faith, but not as many who have faithfulness, right? But he says, you've got both, and I've, I've heard about you. I've heard about the good things you're doing. I've heard about your reputation. I've heard about your character. And when people hear us about us like that, it it makes us feel significant. He says, I never stop giving thanks for you. The second thing he says is, not only have I heard of you, I'm grateful for you. I've heard of you, and I'm grateful for you. And when we realize that someone appreciates us, that someone is grateful for what we do, That adds significance to our life, right? I've heard about you. I'm grateful for you. And I remember you in my prayers. You know, I think one of the the greatest acts of love we can share with each other is that commitment to pray for one another. To say, I love you so much that I'm going to go to God on your behalf. That I'm going to pray for you. That I'm going to ask that he would guide you and bless you and protect you and give you what you need. one of the things that blessing does is that it adds significance to us and we're all in need of significance adapting chris rock a little bit said there are three things that humans need to survive food water and compliments Kind of half, right? But the reality is, all of us need to feel significance. And one of the ways that we do that, Paul says, is we got to hear of each other, we got to be grateful for each other, and we got to pray for each other. That's how we, we receive the, the, the blessing of significance. I, I, I would challenge you in, in, in your relationships. To listen to people, because as you do, it adds value and worth to them. To, To say thank you more often, because that adds significance and value as well. And to pray for one another. Because when we're saying to each other, I hear you, I'm grateful for you, I'm praying for you. Then we start to receive this blessing of being significant. My friend, uh, Dr. Hunter, was recently asked to pray at the Pulse Memorial. Oh, I had it on my phone, but it's not there anymore. Sorry about this technical difficulty. And this is what he prayed. And bear in mind, he's going into a very difficult situation because there's so much pain. Right as we continue to grieve those who've, who've, who've lost their life. This is, this is what he prayed. Almighty God, you make this site holy with the preservation of the memories of people who died here. He's saying, I've heard you, remember. You make our grief sacred by the love that is not only surviving, but becoming stronger by our loss. The potential good that was lost in those lives is now been multiplied in the lives of those who will learn because of them in the unity of our community and in the changing of lives. He's saying, I'm grateful for you. We take comfort in knowing that even though life is immortal, love is eternal and death is nothing but a horizon. As we walk towards that horizon, with however many days we have left, give us strength and compassion to lift up the hurting around us. And he's saying, I'm praying for you. And as I saw that prayer, I thought, what a a powerful picture of what Paul is saying. That in a moment that was full of pain, he's saying, God's blessing brings significance you matter, we're grateful for you, we're praying for you. Seriously, in your relationships this week, I hear you, I'm grateful for you, I'm praying for you. it'll, It'll change them. And Paul is saying that's part of the blessing of God, that when we bless each other, and we're able to say, I hear you, and I'm grateful for you, and I'm praying for you because of Jesus, it adds significance, right? There is a blessing of significance that we need to extend to each other. He goes on in verse 17. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of your calling, what is the wealth of your glorious inheritance, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the mighty working of his strength. There's a blessing of significance. There's a blessing of insight. All of us have these deep, yearning questions that need answers, right? What's my purpose? What's the point? Why am I here? Does it all matter? And Paul prays for us and shares with us The blessing of insight and understanding and knowledge that starts to answer those questions in Christ. He says, this is what I'm praying for you. Because I know you have these needs. I know you have these questions. He says, I'm praying that you will have wisdom and that you will have revelation. That you will learn more stuff Deeper stuff, and that you will learn newer stuff that you don't know. The blessing of insight comes through wisdom and revelation, but not just in ourselves. It says in Him and for Him. I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will lead you into the knowledge of Him. He's saying, What's the point of wisdom and revelation? It's not so that you can become smarter. It's not just so that you can get these questions answered. It's ultimately so that you can can know Him. There seems to be this debate, and I don't know if it's real or not, or it's just kind of perpetuated by the media. And the debate is between uh, Christianity and science, right? You know, and, and, and the kind of narrative of this debate goes, well, if you're a Christian, you should throw science out. And if you're a scientist, you should throw... Christianity out, it just strikes me as the most stupid premise for an argument ever, right? Because the reality is, if we are Christians who are wanting the blessing of God, who are wanting to know God more, who are wanting the revelation and wisdom of God, science is actually our friend. Because it will help us to understand and to know more about who God is and how God works. I don't think God gets nervous when scientists figure out new stuff. Right? Our job is to to catch up to receive the wisdom and the revelation that that God has for us. It's so that we can, can know Him. Verse 18, it's so that we can receive this glorious inheritance that he has for us. It's so that in verse 19, we can understand the immeasurable greatness of his power towards those who believe. When we receive the blessing of God, we find our significance in that. When we receive the blessing of God... We find insight and understanding and answers in that. When we receive the blessing of God, we receive empowerment from heaven to be about the business of the kingdom. Paul talks about this power as being immeasurable. In verse 20 he says this. He exercised this power in Christ by raising him from the dead. And seating him at the right hands in the heavens. This word power is an interesting one. There are five words that were used for power. Dunamis, Acts one eight. You will receive... Power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That's that's about potential. Energy is used. that talks about activity. There's a kind of power that that overcomes resistance. There's a kind of power that, that talks of strength. And then there's a word for power that encompasses all of these other four definitions together. In this verse here, he's talking about this kind of power that is full of potential, is full of activity, overcomes anything, and has as much strength as is needed. What Paul is saying here is that this kind of power as he's talking about is not just one of the Avengers. It's the whole Avengers group. There's a word for it, right? When they all come together. Huh? I the, Avengers. the Avengers, isn't it like a symbol or something like that when they all... Is that right? Right? What he's talking about here is not just one one form of power, thank you Jonathan. One form of power. <laughs> I know all those movie tickets and stuff is worth it just for that. <laughs> 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 there's not just one type of power this is, the, this is the whole pack coming together and putting their powers together to do something, something incredible and Paul is saying this incredible power is with you and it's for you and therefore once this power is at work within us there is nothing that can stop us, nothing that can get in the way, no obstacle that we can't get past, no relationship that we can't work through because we have this power inside of us And when we receive the blessing of God, we don't just receive the significance because God loves us. We don't just realize this insight because God reveals himself to us. But we get to experience God's power. We are empowered to do what we need to do to serve the God who gives so generously to us. Let me give you an example of this power. This power, this full, immeasurable, complete power, was the power at work that raised Jesus from the dead. And by the way, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in you. I do not understand why so many of us choose to live in trapped, enslaved lives when we have the power of God within us to empower us To overcome what we need to overcome. To do what we need to do. To go where we need to go so that we can become faithful followers of Christ. He says this power, 21, is above every ruler, every authority, every power, every dominion, and every title. Not just in this age, but also in the age to come and because he is all powerful, 22, he has subjected everything under his feet and appointed Jesus the head of everything for the church. Get this next part, for the church which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all in all in every way. What is saying there? is that this power is given to us through the church. And it's right in line with what he talked about last week. And he talks about it a hundred times in the letters. If the church can get its act together, then there is nothing that we can't do or change in this world. And that isn't a call to arms, it's a call to love. It's a call to serve. It's a call to give. Because it's through loving and serving and giving that spiritual power is released. Paul says, I want you to receive the blessing not just asking God to make our French fries healthy. (laughs) There's something profound that is happening when we say, God bless you. Because when we bless one another, we're saying you are significant before God. We're saying those big, huge questions you have about life can be answered in Christ. That often defeated and trapped life you are living, you don't need to live it anymore because all the power of God is available to you. And this significance and this insight and this power comes wrapped up in this word, blessing. So this is what I want to leave you with Today. All significance, because you matter, because we're praying for you. All insight, because God has all wisdom and he's keen to reveal it. All power. All strength. This is what I want to say. God bless you. God bless you.